0: That's N-O-O-M dot com to sign up for your trial today.
1: What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. Your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is April 3rd. And yes,
0: we are going to talk about baseball. It
1: is list day. That means that the edition of the list, the first official one of the year, comes out later today. I'll be streaming on Twitch from about 1 to 4 or 5 o'clock today. Twitch.tv slash PitcherList. Come check it out. It'll be live on the homepage as well. So just come on by hang out, ask all the questions, see where I'm going to put guys before I put out the official top 100 list. It shouldn't be that aggressive. There are going to be some weird changes here and there. Yes, I'm going to be a little bit higher in Springs. Yes, I'm going to be a little bit higher in Clevenger and Lugo. And that's about it. Some other ones here and there. But nothing too ridiculous. Um But uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. I'll also, I'll have to be creating my injury table, which means innately a lot of guys are going to move up because if guys are on IL, they are they are just removed from the list. And Johnny Brito is not going to be on that list. Why? Because he got optioned to AAA, which is a little frustrating. After he went five innings, zeroed runs, two hits, one walk, six Ks, and earned a gallows pull at 16 whiffs against the Giants yesterday. I was actually at this game. Really impressive uh, to see Brito perform this well in an MLB debut. Jared Schuster wish you could have done better. We'll talk about that one later. Um, what we saw here were change-ups. 11 whiffs on that. Really good against lefties. He also used some against righties. He dropped in curveballs for 50% called strikes. His fastball and sinker are good. They come in hard around 95+. plus. I uh, They aren't whiff pitches in my view. So Johnny Brito kind of has a cap ceiling. Six strikeouts in five innings is abnormal based on around the 20% strikeout rates we've normally seen from him in the minors. Because he is really a fastball changeup guy. And fastball changeup guys generally don't pan out super, super well. Pablo Lopez is maybe the biggest exception. But he's got a new sweeper now. So that's a little bit different. Of course, Kevin Gosman, But Gosman is a splitter guy. And Luis Castillo, that was good. But he also had a really good slider. They just didn't use enough. And all that kind of stuff. So, John Brito, I think is very interesting. And would be worthwhile of a 12-team pick if he was still on teams. He's going to be skipped for his next one. That's why he's in AAA. They might bring him back in a couple weeks. Uh and that might be worthwhile. So just keep it this in mind. Uh it could be against the, the Guardians late next week. Um I, I like him. I don't think that he is like gonna be a top thirty, top forty guy, but especially for your fifteen teamers, I think brita will help you. Other guys from yesterday you have Tyler Anderson, six innings zero runs four, it's two walks four case. He's kind of a Toby Dig exactly what we supposed to do against Athletics. Jeffrey Springs dominated. Um I don't like him as a person, but this was amazing. And six innings, zero runs, zero hits, one walk, twelve Ks. Earned a king call at forty-one percent CSW. Um, the changeup was great. Four seamer was elevated. He did well against lefties with his sliders. It wasn't amazing with a, but it was it was good enough as an improvement. And yeah, I'm gonna have to raise Jeffrey Springs on the list today. I don't know exactly where yet. Tune in for that one. But Springs looked amazing. It was the Tigers, uh, and we don't know. How much he'll be pushed in future starts if it's going to be ninety pitches or so? This was the first one; that's why they pulled him at eighty-one with the no-hitter through six. But Jeffrey Springs, with this changeup and a good four-seamer up, he does get hit a little hard overall. This is nice. He's not going to go twelve strikeouts with six k six innings, though, guys. This is not what's going to happen from him. But he is going to be a solid pitcher from him and for you this year. The question also is how many in total is he? is it going to be one hundred sixty? Is it going to be one hundred eighty? Is it going to be one hundred thirty? We don't quite know. He hasn't gone over 140 in a season. So we'll see from Jeffrey Springs, but really, really amazing performance. Mike Clevenger was much better than we all expect. I actually had him as the worst start yesterday because I hated what I saw from him in the spring. He went against Houston. I just thought he was going to get destroyed. And five innings, zero runs, three hits, three walks, eight Ks. I don't like him either. These are the two guys I didn't like uh, personally, but... They, uh, from a pitching standpoint, Clevenger did well. With 95 instead of 93 to 94 that we saw last year on that fastball velocity. His slider earned a 36% CSW. These are good things. And he gets the Pirates next. Like that feels like a start that's going to go well for my Clevenger. So yeah, I would encourage picking up Clevenger for that start. Um, for the sake of fantasy baseball. And, uh, yeah, Clevenger like, did well here. Uh, and Seth Lugo also performed really well. And I really like this one 7 innings, 1 run, 4th, 0 walks 7 strikeouts against Rocky Road I am also really I think the theory that I have about Rocky Road Not really being in effect until the end of April Makes sense because They haven't experienced cores yet to To be uh, thrown off By the different altitude and how pitches break Which is really interesting For the Rockies But anyway, Seth so Lugo did well here His fastball locations weren't So pristine uh, but the big curveball did well, uh, and the four-seamer did sneak in over the plate for forty-four percent CSW. A lot of called strikes on that one. New slider, though—that's what's really interesting. Uh, this is this is cool, and it went one for thirteen CSW, but a lot of strikes. And having Seth Lugo to to add this slider that gets him strikes. This is what I talk about it a lot. The new pitch that I care about the most is a slider where guys don't have them before, because that can be a huge strike pitch. And that allows the curveball to be more of the big whiff pitch, which is really good for Seth Luke and also allows him to then utilize the fastball differently and sneak it in. It's a much better repertoire. Every repertoire should have a slider. If you don't have a slider, go get one. <laughs> They're the best pitch in baseball, in my view. So this is a really good sign. He gets the Brewers uh, and the Dimebacks after his next start against Atlanta. I don't know if I love him against Atlanta, but yeah, he's generally worth a pickup in 12-teamers, I think. One thing to note, it is a six man for the Padres. So you are l- unlikely to get 12, uh, sorry, two start weeks from guys like Lugo in season. That's a big deal for you. I get it. But otherwise, it's a really good situation to pitch for the Padres because when chances are high, and I mean, we hope because the offense is better than this, right? Thanks, San Diego, get it together. Uh, but then Seth Lugo overall, solid player. I do slightly like Nick Martinez's stuff more. I think the changeup and curve are really good. The cutter is nice what he's doing with his fastballs is good. I think the whole package feels like something that could break off and do great things more so than Lugo. But Lugo, I think, is a little bit better with his command overall. So both the guys I really do like, and I was trying to figure out which I liked more in the preseason, and I still very slightly am Nick Martinez, but I feel like both of them deserve more love for the situation that they're in. Uh, we have Graham Ashcraft and Noah Sinder, a lot of other guys we got to talk about, but we're going to talk about all of those
0: after this break. Sometimes it can feel like food has an emotional control over you. Well, it's time to show your food who's boss with Noom. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long-term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow That's noom.com to sign up for your trial today. Graham Ashcraft
1: killed it against the Pirates. Uh, he does get the Phillies twice now. I think that's okay. I think you're alright with it. I don't really think the, the Cutter slider is that much different from last year. But it is a harder slider. He's thrown it 41% of the time. I remember when he first introduced it, it was only like a couple and then he got into it. So good to see that from Ashcraft. But I don't really know if this is the true breakout uh syndicard has a good change up his slider is back to 90 miles per hour his fastballs at 92 93 but the slider's more of just like a strike pitch think of it like a cutter really as two to nine two over 19 whiffs on it inside the zone a lot not you know he's not getting swing strikes on that but i uh, syndicard's fine he's a toby just treat him like that joe ryan looked good with the splitter not so good with the slider only a 19 percent strike rate on it which is ridiculous but he had a very good start you should keep going with him uh he gets a challenge with the astros that's fine Mackenzie Gore looked good. Uh, good fastballs on this. Good breaking balls. I liked this against Atlanta. Terrible schedule though, and we're just not going to do this. Um, we really, really, really are not. Uh, he gets cores, and like I'm just we avoid Gore for a bit, but keep an eye on it. Could I, think I had a tough first inning? Then did really well after it. Uh, you want to keep going with saying a good schedule. 99 miles per hour on his, uh, fastball. As he hit that, sat around 97 and didn't get a single whiff across the 32 pitches. So, just keep that in mind with Senga. It's like, it's about the, the fork ball. And if the fork ball isn't quite there, then it is going to be those cherry bomb tendencies, right? Zach Davies did well against the Dodgers and whatever. I don't care. Martin Perez is a Toby and same as Bailey Falter. They both did fine in their Sunday night matchup. Don't really care, honestly. They're just streamers. Uh, Eric Lauer is down Three to four ticks on his fastball to 90. And if you remember last year, I was like, wait a second. Was he like 90, 94 at this time last year? Yeah, right. We don't want to do this. It was a nice start for Eric Lauer, but like I'm not touching that. Brad Keller, don't care. Austin Gomber um didn't really do enough for me to be excited, even though it was a poor quality start. Yesterday against the, the Padres, I don't really think he's doing enough. Joey Wentz is kind of interesting. He only threw 72 pitches. It might get stretched out as he's in the situation for the Tigers that, uh, they need him starting at the moment. I, uh, but Joey Wentz, he's, he's actually kind of good. He's just got to get his four seamer in the zone more. I mean, 12 out of 27 strikes is just not going to do it, but his chain up is Chainzapis good. Slider's kind of good. It's thrown a little bit harder. I don't know. Only deep leagues like monitor once over the next couple weeks, and at some point he's going to be, I think, worth the free team. I'm trying to remember who the injured guy is on the Tigers, and I just can't remember who he's replacing at the top of my head. Is Lorenzo? It feels like it's Lorenzo. We're going to say it's Lorenzo. Um, Luis Garcia uh, against the the White Sox, kind of disappointing. And now he gets the Twins and the Rangers. The, the cutter was really good. The fastball wasn't really that good, and there was nothing else supporting him. Uh, and we're just, I'm just not gonna really go after this right now with Luis Garcia. I feel like overall for the season, he should be good. And the Twins and the Rangers are fine. Like, he's kind of a Toby in the way that you just kind of sit him in there and it's all right. And he's going to not necessarily give you the best ratios, but there's enough strikeouts. It's just all of a package of like, yeah, okay, decent amount of wins should come as well being an Astros guy. Tanner Houck, I think there's just too much, uh, too much haze in his secondary stuff. Slider was good in this one, but... I really don't want to chase that. Jordan Montgomery's a Toby. and I'm surprised, honestly, he didn't get destroyed more against the Jays. Only three in runs in five innings. Sure, like, all this stuff isn't good here, save for the win, but you should be fine with it. Uh, Vince Velasquez, whatever, against the Reds. It's Trevor Rodgers, you can kind of drop, honestly. He's not doing enough right now. The slider's gone. The slider's not really a big thing, and the fastball changeup isn't doing quite enough, and he gets the Mets again. It's just... I just don't want to touch it right now. I feel like we're waiting for the first half of 2021 and we haven't really gotten it and we can move on from Trevor Rogers. Jameson Tynum was very disappointing yesterday. Four innings, three and runs, seven hits, one walk, two case. He didn't get into a groove with his breakers and that really messed him up. His just, just command was really off. Um But I do think that there's a much better Tr- Jameson Tynum coming Texas is next I think that that actually is going to be a better start than this one against Milwaukee gets the Dodgers after it's not the best thing to be rostering right now and I'm okay if you want to drop him but honestly I feel like the full season of Tyone is going to be good for you so uh, play that as you want long term Tyone is still really good short term not so much it's up to you Uh, Marco Gonzalez is a Toby at best and you don't really want to chase this Ross Stripling gets a wonderful schedule moving forward ignore this three home run start against the Yankees for the most part um, you still want to hold on to Ross Stripling for those three starts. Um, I think it's like the Royals and the Tigers. It's, that's great. You have Cal Quantrill against the Mariners. Um, yeah, I don't care. Uh, Kim Waldachuk. Uh, I really do like his high lock on his four seamers, but there wasn't anything else to support it. Uh, hopefully that will be fixed over time. Cole Irvin didn't do well against the Red Sox, and you don't really want to chase it right now. And then Chris Bassett nine 900 runs in 10 outs against the Cardinals. Oh, boy. He was a little bit down in his velocity, and the Cardinals just jumped on everything inside the zone. You got to think he's going to be better than this. He gets the Angels and the Tigers. It's just one of those, like, oh, gosh. It's going to remove it from his season-long ratios for the entire season. If you skipped over his first start, you know, all that kind of stuff for Chris Bassett. It stinks. I think he's better than this. Um, but maybe he's not. Maybe he's not. I think he'd at least wait to find out a little bit longer against the Angels and Tigers. And Jared Schuster had a terrible first inning in his MLB debut, walked in a run or two. I can't remember if it was one or two off the top of my head. But he did get his footing a bit later on. And I think it kind of just messed up his day a bit, which is really unfortunate. He does have a tough matchup next against the Padres. I honestly think that Schuster's changeup and slider should be really good against them. Uh, Hopefully he does get back um, in rhythm and he could actually perform well against the Padres and then he has a much nicer start after that. So Schuster could be a drop. I get it. I kind of want to hold on and maybe even start for that Padres start because I I feel like he should do better. Um, I mean yesterday was just the jitters of MLB debut and you just kind of throw it out almost. So that that's how I am with Schuster. Um, looking at today's starts, we have George Kirby, Freddie Peralta, Drew Rasmussen, Nestor Cortez, Charlie Morin, Reed Detmers, Hunter Brown, Tyler Malley. All of those are auto starts. Tyler Malley, honestly, I, I think if you have him, you start him against the Marlins. Uh, he was at 93 in his last start, 94, but also the slider looking better. Um, I think you, you should just do it. In the probable start tier, it's Carlos Carrasco against the Brewers. And honestly, if you have John Gray, you're going to start him against the Orioles. Let's hope for the best so the fastball doesn't get crushed and the slider is that good. In the questionable start tier, it's Jose Brios and Zach Plesak and Brady Singer at the top. Uh, Brios is going against Singer Uh before Brios said, because he goes against the Royals, while Singer is against the Jays. From a skill set standpoint, it is better than Singer, but that's just how it goes. Uh Zach Plesak is my stream pick of the day because it's against the Athletics. I don't really like Zach Plesak, but it's against the Athletics. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a questionable start here in general guys remember this means i don't start them i don't start guys in questionable start whenever i can but if you need to this is how you do it drew smiley in cincinnati and then michael grove against the rockies on inside of la for drew smiley there's a chance he goes uh fastballs upstairs breaking balls down um but it is cincinnati michael grove i kind of like but i don't know how long he's gonna go for the dodgers it might only be like 75 pitches or so this could work out well, but it's not a, a, you know, if he was going 90 pitches, if he was comfortably in this rotation spot, then I would be more encouraged by it. Michael Kopek against the Giants. His velocity's been down. His command hasn't been there. The Giants aren't very good, but Kopek hasn't been very good either. So that's why he's in the We'll start here. The bottom half of this, I think, is a little bit worse. Like Kyle Brash against the Rangers. I don't really like what Kyle Brash is doing right now because it needs some better stuff with his breaking balls. Matthew Boyd against the Astros. I don't know what to expect in this one. Uh, Ryan Nelson against the Padres. Uh, Ryan Nelson has been down in his velocity, but he's looked good, and the Padres haven't looked good, and he did well against them last year. We'll see. Cutter Crawford against the Pirates. It could work, but it's Cutter Crawford, and I don't really like him. It's the Pirates, though. And James Karpillion is an absolute cherry bomb as he goes against the Guardians. We just don't know if his fastball is going to get enough strikes. Tom Walker is in the do-not-start tier because his velocity was way down in the spring, and the Yankees could destroy him quickly. Um, Johan Aviedo against the Red Sox could be a fun one because he's throwing about fifty percent sliders. Way too risky to me. And his command on a given night is just a complete shrug, and I have no idea. Trevor Williams, uh Johnny Cueto, Ryan Weathers all could go five plus innings and steal a win, so that's why they are higher than the rest. Well, the Scafati and Shawn Mania are piggybacking against the White Sox. So Shawn Mania is the one you want to go for there because he should go second, and that should be in the fifth inning and later. But I don't know if I really want to do that anyway. Uh Connor Overton, Jake Woodford, the Amish Mustang, and Ryan Felton to close that out. And, of course, you're not starting them. In uh, looking at to, de, oh, tomorrow's, I can say words, right? Looking forward to tomorrow's starting pitcher rankings. Uh, Max Scherzer, Shane Bieber, Sandy Alcantara, Luis Castillo, Julio Framber Valdez, and New Darvish. All are a clear auto-starts. Uh, tomorrow you have Kenta Maeda, Zach Gallen, Hayden Wisniewski, and Andrew Heaney in the probable start tier. I really like this one from Maeda against the Marlins. That should be a nice, easy introduction to the season. While Zach Gallen has not looked good the past couple of weeks, including the spring and his first start of the year, and it's the Padres who are a bit dangerous, so he's in the probable start tier. I'm going to likely be starting him but you know i recognize that it's not clearly as as much of a lock as it is in the auto start tier. hayden wesneski and Heaney are both very similar here where it's not the best matchup is Hayden he in cincinnati and Heaney is against the orioles but they both have a really good breaking ball and they could do great things here i'm if i have them rostered i am starting both the questionable start to your nick pavetta is the stream pick of the day as he goes against the pirates he can go six innings fastball can be very good at the top of the zone it's a new curveball and the Pirates won't capitalize on all the mistakes like other teams will. Kikuchi gets the Royals, and he's been getting a lot of whiffs this spring, so maybe that does work out, but he also has gotten a lot of walks, so up to you. Uh, Domingo Herman against the Phillies, I don't really like this, and JP Sears could go 5-6 innings against the Guardians. His slider has been actually kind of good this spring, so maybe we'll see something really nice there. From JP Sears. Tyler Wells beat out Grayson Rodriguez after all. And he gets the Rangers. But yeah, I don't I don't love any of this. Steven Matz against the uh against Atlanta. Could be interesting. Uh Stephen Matz is kinda good, but so is are the so is Atlanta. Dylan Dodd might be a little bit low, but it's against the Cardinals. And the Cardinals have been crushing it offensively. And this is a very risky start, especially for an MLB debut where it can go south very quickly. Um and Rwante Contreras against the Red Sox and Jose Suarez against the Mariners. They both have one thing that's really good, which is their breaking ball, but their fastball is not. And these offenses are both really good. I don't really want to start them at all. Uh, do not start tier Chad Cool and Chris Bubich. No way, even though they could survive here. Uh, Herman Marquez at LA. It's just never Marquez, but I can see how this could work out as he was throwing harder on opening day. And he hasn't gone to Coors yet. And this is in LA. We'll see. Wade Miley, Wee Sessa, Josh Fleming, Matt Manning, and Matt Strom all are just pretty much no. I mean, Miley may be against the Mets, but Strom shouldn't go long enough against the Yankees and the Yankees too, and so on and so forth. But all right, that is it for today's edition of the Plus Pitch Podcast. Thank you all so much for the support and listening to this podcast. Leaving a rating and review it goes so long, uh so far, I should say, for us. So please consider doing that if you can on the Plus Pitch feed on Apple Podcasts. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. I made your Babs below and your strikeouts high.